cliffcentral.com. This show contains adult content. If you find it offensive, please go to the cliffcentral.com website where there's a show for you. Central.com and radio unscripted and this morning most definitely uncensored sex talk with John T. Searle and Tamar is with me. Hello, John T. How are you, Tamar? I'm actually very well, thanks. That's so cool to yeah. hear. It's really, really cool. And a wonderful guest with us, um, Denise Pillay, the marketing manager of Libres. Hi, John T. Hi, Tamara. You have to put your mouth really close to the mic like you're going to give it a big smooch. Okay. That's very Will cool. Okay. okay. So we are talking this morning about the vagina varsity and unembarrass your periods. Yes. Which is, yeah, see, Eric and Brandon, <laughs> they want to know how to have unembarrassing periods because it really, they struggle with that. They don't know what to do when they have a period. So a lot of men don't know what to do when women has a period and men are as embarrassed as women about mm-hmm. this whole thing. And the vagina varsity is teaching women about their bodies, which is really important because yes, um, yes. it's such a mystery to women. Well, and we've made it that way yeah. in, in a lot of ways. So uh, uh, WhatsApp us, 79 We'd love to hear your experiences, your stories. Did you get education before you started having periods? Because a lot of women in South Africa still don't. Or their mothers, even my clients, their mothers give them a book. And they have to read this thing, and then you wake up one morning and you think the end of the world has come because you have no idea what's happening. So join our conversation. We'd really, really love to share with you. And um, let's do this first. That's really good. Let's put that on. Ninja sex, chocolate starfish, Twitter bag, Calipagian. Today's dirty dictionary word is... Algolagnia. Dirty dictionary word. Algolagnia. Any idea what that is, Denise? I have no idea. No, you've got to take guess. <laughs> Algolagnia. Algolagnia. Gosh, I don't even know where to start. Okay. <laughs> Come on. Today you got me, huh? I don't oh. even have an association. I, yeah. I'll just go for... Um, a blowjob with maple syrup and ice cream. Uh, that, that, that's just what I want to do right now. So, You'd like to give somebody a blowjob yeah. well, with I don't have a maple cock. syrup yeah. and ice cream? Yes. For me, the ice cream and maple syrup, for him, the blowjob. I understand. We can organize a cock for you. Thank you. I have one at home. but There are I'm lots of shops up the road where we can get plast- the, <laughs> you, you the, have people the down the street. Yeah. yeah, that's true. So that's for me. I'll go yeah. whatever because okay. that's what I want to do. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, you are incredibly far from Aww, this. Oh, damn it. <coughs> but I get it. Okay. Yeah, I had to go to Milky Lane yesterday to fetch an ice cream cake for somebody. And I walked out feeling very unfulfilled because I didn't get an ice cream. Why didn't you get an ice cream, love? It's a whole long, stupid story. I think next time, leave the story, take the ice cream. Absolutely. Or just put your face in that ice cream cake. Absolutely. Mm. And I was telling you, we got such cool comments and responses from the Shibari interview last week. Mm, it was a it yummy was one. It was really, really fascinating stuff. Yeah. Look, to check, take, check, check it out. Take a look. So I'll tell you something very interesting. Yeah. I have a friend who has been practicing Shibari for a long time. Yeah. He and I are going to work together on putting a healing experience together. I'm going to do the energy and healing stuff. Best He's going news to do of the, the shibari. Very interesting. You're always collaborating with wonderful spaces if it's more in the BDSM and if it's more with Mozambican healing. You know, you always do amazing. Well, we've got to share stuff and everybody has their, their energy and their speciality. So mm-hmm. that is really cool what we are doing. Because it really sounds like you're speaking the same energy language oh. when you were talking to Buddy. It was, oh, absolutely. It was like the That's same work cool. with energy. It was amazing. So that was a really awesome show. Yeah, listen to it. It's really wonderful. Mm. Okay. 
Periods and oh vagina varsity. Don't scream at us. <laughs> so, no, we I have to tell you, before the show, Gareth and I were playing around because there's these donuts outside. So we thought, could you use donuts oh God. as demonstration of how to use tampons? Oh, God. Yeah, well, basically you can. <laughs> well, very, not really effective. Yeah, yes. so if the donuts are very greasy, then it would be kind of good. But now we're getting very sidetracked in somewhere else. Yeah. Okay. Where did this all come from, Denise? So it came from um, the the brand. It started with oh. the Libres brand. Um, at the moment, the Libres brand was a very new brand in the market. We just launched Libres um, last year, and we had to play in a in a market that has been <laughs> around for forever. Oh. Um, and we were looking at ways in which we could. Um, behave as a challenger brand, you know, speak to the, um, to our consumers differently, um, have more two-way conversations instead of speaking just at them all the time. And, um, since our brand platform globally is to live fearless, we decided as a brand, why not behave fearless as well? We're asking our consumers and our, um, users to live fearlessly. So we also need to be fearless. Yeah. And that's how it started. So, um, we got some insight into the category. We looked at at our website. We looked at what questions um, uh, were being asked on our website. And we found that there were a lot of questions being asked in the frequently, uh, frequently asked questions yeah. section. But nothing was being spoken openly. Nothing was on social media. And well, that's the, the thing. The questions with, were very relevant questions. But yeah. so much of, of sexuality mm-hmm. is that so much is euphemistic. And when you look at so many of the, for want of a better word, feminine hygiene products, which is also a euphemism by itself, and it's kind of the sanitized version, and you look at these adverts, and they're all sanitized. It's not real. It's not human. Mm. It's this totally out there thing that has nothing to do with real people having real experiences. Sure. Yes, John Tian, and that's why we wanted to move away from a category mm. that only looks at uh, using blue liquid and white pants. Yeah, I mean, it's the most ridiculous thing. <laughs> Who the fuck does that? Yeah. And we wanted to have start having real conversations mm. and um, conversations based on education and fact, and that's why uh, we used experts such as Avery, which is our psychosexual consultant, mm-hmm. and Dr. Mpumi, which is our gynecologist, so that we can give real um, um, educated facts and we use the real terminology mm. and that's why we started with vagina varsity. The first thing we asked when we did our launch was can you say vagina three times without cringing <laughs> and um, you'd be surprised how many people couldn't sure. and after our launch I mean lots of people could say it very easily and very comfortably. Mm. Listen, in my practice, I know that one of the biggest aspects of the work that I do with women is connecting them with their genitals mm-hmm. on an emotional level. Because mm. a lot of that, a lot of our connection with our genitals is more functional than anything else. Yes. We're kind of concerned that everything works. And it has to work, yeah. <laughs> and, but we don't even know how it works. That's and true. even in terms of, for example, female sexual anatomy, new discoveries are being made literally at the moment all the time. Which I have to say boggles me because we've been doing anatomy studies for so long mm-hmm. and you have to wonder, where the fuck are these nerves? Where have they been all the time? They have been there. Hidden and latent. <laughs> you know, with, with, with the new discoveries about, for example, the clitoral nerve bundles and how the whole clitorourethral vaginal complex is one entire nerve bundle sure. with billions of nerve endings that are all about pleasure. And nobody's teaching us the stuff, which is the really important things in life. So what we did was with Vagina Varsity, we Mm. launched a series of videos, Mm. um, uh, which went into your inbox. So you had to sign up and um, request these videos. And we did cover topics like, you know, um, sexy time and... Um, hygiene and period care and the inside bits and the outside bits mm-hmm. and what really what is the proper name? It's actually a vulva is the the real name. So for external genitals, yes, mm-hmm. yes. So we had a whole series of videos. Then you got one video every day, and it was a four weeks um, um, campaign. And um, these videos were educating you in on exactly that. 
um, you know, and we got into health issues as well. What happens uh, if I have a discharge? What do I do? What should you look out for? We even did um, the vajazzle your vagina. Uh-huh. So it, we got into some pretty interesting topics, um, but all of the topics that we covered were questions that were actually asked to us, mm. um, either through our frequently asked pages or, you know, um, on our website, um, and all obviously anonymously done. So, mm. so that's what the vagina. That is how the vagina varsity platform started. And um, you can still register if you go to www.vaginavarsity.co.za and you'll get your videos still. And, um, Are people paying for this? Is it free? No, it's absolutely free. Okay. So um, it's no cost. You just get the education and um, you get to learn about your vagina. Okay. So we did get an, uh, I did see some interesting pictures of, it was various life hacks and one was of a, a sanitary pad that if you actually cut it in a certain way, it makes the most amazing, um, almost like inner sole for a shoe. Oh, oh okay. Yes. <laughs> so it's, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. so it's wonderful and yeah. useful. Yeah. Versatile. Absolutely. Many uses. Absolutely. Why in South Africa, well, it's a stupid question because nobody really knows the answer, but if you put it in the bigger context of our sexuality, is there so much embarrassment around periods, such a lack of education? And I must say, one of my soapboxes around this is that our government supplies information or mm-hmm. our government is happy to supply condoms. Yes. They are not happy to supply sanitary wear to women in rural areas. And I know we've had this discussion of girls who every month are, are missing a week of school because yes. they don't have access to products. That's yeah. true. Is is this part of, of where you guys are going or what you're doing? Yes. So, so part of our initiative is also um, to educate girls at school. Mm-hmm. And part of our CSI pro- um, program is to supply sanitary wear to girls that do not have access mm. at all. Um, you know, one week of school a month, that's 25% of their education yeah. or from high school or even before high school right through. And um, there were two initiatives that we did. One where we supply sanitary towels uh, for the entire year to a number of girls. And the other initiative is we part- partnered with um, a, a, a NGO called Wise Economy, and they do reusable sanitary towels. So the girls were, uh, a group of girls were given um, a pack of sanitary towels that would last them for three to five years, which means that they can stay in school and be educated and become economical, mm. uh, economically viable members of society. Mm. So, um, yes, we're looking into all of that. We're even looking at uh, extending our education and our schools program to include boys now because I think it's just as important that boys Very be educated. True. Absolutely. Yeah. As um, much as girls. Um, yeah, it's not my yeah. private thing. And yeah, yeah, it's a huge thing because our sexuality as men and women is so linked and as men free themselves and become more sexually knowledgeable and women do the same, there's definitely a connection with that. Yes. And when you're in that environment, whatever happens with one person impacts on the other. So if you have a, a mixed school, whatever's mm-hmm. happening with the girls is impacting on the boys. Yes. That's an absolute, Absolutely. that's a given. So <coughs> when you say reusable products, what are they made of? Um, they're made of um, uh, cloth material, yeah. and they obviously have a backing which can protect the girls and make them feel comfortable. Okay. And um, it's washable. It's washable, mm. okay. so they can wash and reuse. It lasts between three to five years, and yeah, it keeps that's them fantastic. Cool. Also, so very good for the environment. Yeah. It's not because they they should. Uh, I believe they should be mm. informed that it's actually not because they're underprivileged or you know they're not getting yeah. the real deal of those chemicals, sanitary towels. They're actually getting something a bit better even. Where do moon cups fit into this? I mean, are people aware of moon cups, of their effectiveness? eh? A lot of Um, girls don't like them. Yeah, moon cups um, and uh, it's it's still very new. Mm. But considering that the way our girls are are still very... um, Apprehensive to use tampons, moon cups are a bit more difficult and... Um, for them to use, for them to get their heads around. Um, so, as a as a as a market, it's still very very small and unknown at, at, uh, currently. 
Okay. So joining us in the studio, thank you so much for being with us. You do get spanked for being late. Yes. <laughs> you, uh, so let's put it's, a, it's, it's a friendly spanking. <laughs> yes. So you need us to talk really close to the it's mic. It's not on please. yet. Yes, yeah. it is. No. Well, no. I, we can't hear. I can't hear that lovely lady. You can hear me? Yeah. There we go. So you need to talk really close. The mic is on. Okay. Let's try again. Hello, hello. There we now go. We now go. Now <laughs> cool. Okay. Dr. Mpumi Samalani. How are you guys? Thank you so much for coming to join us. Thank you. Um, and we are talking, as you know, about the vagina varsity and embarrass your periods. Yes. And all of that female stuff that makes everybody so embarrassed and uncomfortable. Why? Well, that's an interesting <laughs> question is why? You and just solved it. You know, then. it's such a... a it's such a natural part of female sexuality. And in the world of Tantra and, and, and conscious sexuality, there's so much ritual around celebrating that and also mm. celebrating when a girl first starts having periods. Mm. Um, there's ritual around it. There's yeah. acknowledgement of it. Yeah. And um, we don't have that. We've moved so far away from that. Totally. And it creates chaos in people's lives. You know, I still have clients who come and see me and we talk about their sexuality and, mm. and their sexual story. They still say, well, my mother just gave me a book. <laughs> And you wake up one morning and you think the end of the world has come because all of the stuff is happening. Let's look a little bit at some interesting information for people. When a woman has a period, what is the fluid that is actually being released from the body? Actually, what is being released is just the lining of the womb. Hmm. Nothing more, nothing less. Just the lining so of the womb. So people don't always know that. And they yeah, just see this blood. This but blood like, what the heck is this? What the heck it is. Yeah. And, and actually, it's a, if you, in, in a simplistic way, if hmm. you think about it, it's like a woman's body gets ready every single month for a potential pregnancy. Hmm. Sure. And it's almost like your womb is crying when it, you get your period. It's saying, oh, no, it didn't baby. happen. <laughs> so um, also, I mean, the, the myth that if somebody's not having their period because of something they're on, for example... And there's accumulation of blood somewhere. I mean, that's a complete myth, but mm. it's important that we actually bring this out and people yeah. understand. Mm. Yeah, that that's all that it is. Yeah. <coughs> a good one, maybe, if I can just pop in, is that um, I've often asked Denise and, 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 the, and the team often laugh, and I said, what is the male equivalent mm. of yeah. a period? Because yeah. then, there, you know, we, we can start balancing, comparing apples yes. with apples. And and. and do you guys have an idea? Uh, the ejaculation? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So imagine if guys had to wear tampons, pads when they have their wet dreams and they have to walk around aisles looking for the right one mm. kind of thing. And if it was actually red in color and, and, and it didn't happen at night where nobody sees and, mm. you know, it's just yeah. your own personal thing. And it, that should automatically disulfide a lot of like, why are we so embarrassed about mm. our periods? Yes. Yeah, hmm. well, it's a, it's generations of education or lack of education yeah. and misinformation and myth and misunderstanding Absolutely. that have put us in that. Mm. Is there a connection between the way women feel about their bodies, whether there's a level of bodily acceptance and the way that they view their periods? Absolutely, and maybe even further, the way mm. we have been socialized and cultured. Mm. You know, um, like you said, the ideal or what should be happening is that when we come of age, it, it's it's a it's a time of coming of age. Mm. It should be celebrated and and and. But because it isn't, that negative stereotype then directly affects us in a, in a way that we think something is wrong yes. with our bodies. So then it impacts on how we see ourselves. It's unlikable. We we don't like ourselves because we are unlikable. We're undesirable. Do you have stories that you remember from girls telling you what what is their experience, something that touched your heart or influenced you, made you go with that amazing project? <coughs> Actually, there's, oh, there's plenty. Yes. And um, one of them is that for the vast majority of girls, the first thing they get told when they go in their period is that if you sleep with the boy, you will fall pregnant. Oh. And I'm yeah. like, H -h I mean, where did we, wh when did we go from, you know, and, and, and the sad thing is we're getting girls as early as nine years of age. So how do you just say that to a girl? Hmm. Um, and, and, you know, one of the things I've often looked at is, for example, the culture in Kosa, where the boys go uh, um, to the mountain and it's celebrated and they come back and they you are a man and whatever, whatever. So it, it's, it's a tragedy. You find girls missing out on school. Um, you find girls missing out because of 
the period itself, but also the bullying that happens in the schools really? from the boys because boys mm. don't know any better. Yeah, so, they don't. So it know, just becomes an, an yeah. object for joking and exactly. teasing. teasing. But I, I remember uh, even in my class was about boobs. So it wasn't only the periods, it was boobs. Oh, she has yes. big boobs when mm. we were like 12. So it's like, yeah. oh, she got the boobs already. And it was so embarrassing. Exactly. Actually, we were jealous. I didn't have the boobs, but you know, <laughs> but it, but it you made up for it. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's a padding. Uh, but thanks. Anyway, uh, John D knows. So, uh, yeah, it, it's something that all the time it's comparison one another. Yeah. And did you get it already? And if you got it, are you ashamed of it or are you yeah. own, proudly own it? And, you know, in my school, it was proudly owned because it means you're like, you're growing, you're up, growing up. But I'm just thinking of a place that, oh, you know, there's less understanding exactly. around it. And, yeah. yeah. And I would imagine in South Africa, because of the spectrum of, of levels of education that we yeah. have, as opposed to, for example, education in Santon mm. is going to be very different to education in rural KwaZulu Natal. Yeah. So what girls are getting there and boys is yeah. going to be very, very different. Yeah. It's not even rural KZN. I mean, you just have to go to the outskirts. You know, I I work um, in in the West Rand, for example. Mm. Um, And if you start looking at some of the schools there, it is it is it is sad. Um, And you know, you you look at the direct implications when you look at things like teenage pregnancy, which Mm. is a big thing that we are trying to to curb and and look at at the moment. And you realize that the just the amount of education that has gone on. And it's not to say start you know teaching. Children about condoms No Teach them about their bodies Teach them how to Assert themselves To love themselves Because then they make The right decisions When it comes to How they make decisions Concerning sex Or you know You know Two, three years later sure. when they, yeah. you know, There's so. something you said there That I think is really important And it's one of my Big soapboxes mm. Is If we were taught To love ourselves The decisions We made in life would be so different 100% In terms of relationship In terms of pleasure And there's a fascinating idea Going around in the world Of conscious sexuality And Mm. sex education At the moment Is what happens What would happen If we taught our kids That sex was about pleasure Mm. So Mm. what we do in South Africa Is we teach them How not to get pregnant And how not to get HIV Or AIDS Or any of the other STIs But we don't put anything In the context of pleasure Yeah in the context of relationship yeah. And the only safe sex that we really teach Is something like um, Use a condom mm. Instead of things like expanded orgasm Like oral sex Which can be amazing possibilities of pleasure That yeah. are not about Pregnancy penetration yeah. <coughs> That are not always free. about Bodily fluids being exchanged Well I think it comes from Also uh, the Society being so conservative It's yeah. not that It's that if we teach them That it's um, such It's <coughs> pleasurable Then they're going to want to do it well, And that's what we don't want No but the interesting We th- want virgins until Which is <laughs> the most ridiculous thing yeah, by itself Exactly But you know there's an But, in- it's, but there's yes. the interesting idea Is that if kids have more education They actually have sex later Yes. Yeah. They don't have sex as That's young. Very true. Yeah. That the more information they have. So this idea that when you talk to them about pleasure, they're going to want to do it is actually, it's bullshit. It's exactly. Yeah. That has been inculcated as a belief in yeah. us. Yeah. Um, because I mean, the first thing we do, we are told is don't, uh, you've got your period now, <coughs> stay away from boys. Yeah. I mean, you know, exactly. I, I just could never understand that. It's you know, and when you when you when you talk about education, um, it's a soft spot because then it directly puts back the responsibility to the parents. Yeah, I mean, yes. if you compare children who have had a supportive family and and they've had an open re- relationship where they can talk and you know, um. You find they do better than children who are you know punished, spanked. Absolutely. And like, Completely, uh, um, you know, uh, there's no information given. You know, I'm not going to tell you because mm. if I tell you, then you're going to go and do it. Complete opposite. You yeah. only just have to look at, you know, the statistics in terms of where, where, where we're seeing the problems, and you realize that it's it's often in the areas where there is a lack of actual parenting. Mm. You know, and and unfortunately, sometimes you know we'll blame the the education and and and. But the truth is a lot of the work, I mean, some of the work that I, I, I looked at was looking at the girls that had come through um, for requesting teen, um, termination of pregnancy. And I was concerned because I looked specifically at the, at, the, at the teenagers and I said, what is the problem? What is it? And the vast majority of them come from broken families. Um, they are unable to 
communicate with whoever is a guardian or an adult about what's going on with their bodies and stuff. It's just, I, I thought, it, it's right in front of our faces. Mm. Why aren't we putting more effort in the education? And again, it goes back to saying, I'm not saying let's let's start with sex. No, no, no. Let's start at the very young age as to having the right language to say mm. what is what. There's no such a thing as a, a petunia, a flower. It's yeah. a vagina. Yeah. You know? It's and a I, huge and, and, thing. And, and just getting um, the right language to talking about. If we're not having the conversations, mm. the, the easy conversations with our children, trust me, we have lost the battle when it comes to Six. Yeah. Yep. You, know, you know, my work is so much with people with sexual problems mm. and the relationship issues that come from that. And when you listen to people's stories, you see how so much of the cause of this is in those early years. Yeah. That if we're not connected to our genitals, if we don't have an emotional connection, men and women, yeah. we actually don't know who we are as, as men and women sure. and then as sexual beings. So what is because we, don't we know haven't we, we haven't owned our genitals, mm, so we don't so own ourselves. That's it. So mm. it's this part of us that's totally separate. Yeah. So it's like the analogy that I use. I say this is always my nose. It might be big or it looks funny, but it's my <laughs> nose. And our genitals are not. Nose, Thank you very much. <laughs> and we have all these other funny words for our genitals yes. that have nothing to do with the rest of us. So mm. we become separate from that. And then for women, there's this great mystery because if I'm sitting between your legs, I get to see everything, yeah. but you don't. Mm. And I think the way that, that, that the medical tradition treats women further isolates and separates that enormously. Yeah. Um, and then your pleasure becomes the responsibility of somebody else. Yeah. I'm the one who has to make you come. <laughs> Yeah, it's my and, response. Yeah. yeah, and then you're only a sexual being <laughs> when you're in a relationship or having sex. You're not a sexual being and in my your sexuality own is right. Yours. Yeah. That's right. And then mm. I own your body, so I can decide what you do with it, who you can share it with, and it for women to really claim themselves fully mm. becomes a huge journey, and that's where so much I think tends to change. It's a, it's, I think it's a long road. Denise, what do you, what, I mean? Uh, yeah, I think so too. And I think it's right that we, um, what Pumi said earlier is that we have to start with the right language mm. and we have to start calling uh, the body parts mm. the correct, uh, we have to start using the correct terminology. And it starts when they, when they start starting to, um, discover. And I mean, even my four year old, um, you know, when I said, okay, wipe your um, flower, she says, you mean my vagina, mom? Yeah. Really? Like, yes. That's wonderful. I was like, yes, okay. <laughs> you know, but that's how, um, you know, they, they're very open. And well, to them, to, yeah, to there's them no loaded natural. meaning. Exactly. To, we give it, as we grow yes, up, we yes. give it that loaded aspect. Yeah, yeah. Instead of to them, it's a word like anything else. Yeah. Almost like fuck is a word for kids. Yes. They have no idea what it really means other than it's just a word. <laughs> yeah. And as soon as Why you say to them, oh, don't use that word, <laughs> yeah. that's where it starts to get yeah, loaded yes. and language definitely creates our reality yeah it has enormous impact but maybe yeah. if i may that. ask how have you found i mean particularly in you know in sex, sexual and reproductive health how have you found uh, um you know looking at our country being conservative mm. in a sense how have you find the reception of because we're all saying the same thing we need to talk about it more we need to start as early as possible but in terms I think, of reception? I think people are hungry for education. Yeah. yeah. The hard part is making change in their lives. Mm. Because if you're in a relationship, for example, and you become more sexual, yeah. that has huge impact on, on your relationship. Okay. So if you learn new sexual skills, which is a lot of what I do, for example, is mm. teaching people that. So if I do a workshop with women, and not all women will tell their husbands they're going to a workshop mm. about sex. Mm. <laughs> so they go home and all of a sudden they're doing something different. And the first thing very often is suspicion. Yeah. Where did, Where did you, you learn, learn that? That's right. <laughs> and that becomes really difficult. So it's a problem. Yeah. I think, but across the board, I think there's an enormous hunger for education. Absolutely. It yeah. needs to be in a way that's safe. Yes, I think yes. it needs to be in a way that's not clinical, yes, which means yes, it needs yes. to be human. We need to be able to relate to it. Absolutely. And yeah. we need to demythologize so much of that. Mm. 
Um, and we need to make it okay for people to have pleasure. Yeah. Regardless of whether you're in a relationship or whether mm-hmm. you're not. The fact that that masturbation, which we talk about a lot, self-pleasuring, is still a loaded topic mm. for so many people. That it's okay for a guy to do this, but it's not okay for a woman. So the bigger picture is freeing female sexuality. Yeah. And I have to tell you, and I have no idea where you ladies are with this, is <laughs> we have to get a lot of religious stuff out of the way because those guys need to be yeah. sitting in the corner and do your thing. But this is not your area. Well, I'm yeah. sorry, but right now the Vatican is kind of a lot of people there are uh, being pros- uh, prosecuted for mm. a lot of sexual offenses. So I'm, I'm not but really there's a sure. lot that they're still covering up. Yeah, mm. but I don't listen to them and anymore. But it's like that's not I my f- boss. But it's yeah. somebody's <laughs> molesting kids. And we yeah, also, boss, yeah. and yeah. I think we also need to make our educational system more responsible for oh, this, no, because we hear stories. You know, one of my good friends, Elna McIntosh. Um, yes, everybody's. <laughs> Whom is doing like. <laughs> and we talk a lot to Elna. Yeah. And we are still hearing stories of of women and young girls who are getting pregnant and who would like to terminate their pregnancies. Yeah. And medical personnel, nurses and doctors yeah. in the various hospitals are point blank refusing to do this. Yeah. And the consequences of that is is enormous. Yeah. It's life consequences. Yeah. Wow, it's deep. I, I had a conversation with a few ladies yesterday and it was just around their erotic understanding and they're all over 30 or let's say one was 25 the, most mm. of them are close to 30 and all of them were crying all of them got to the understanding that there is so much guilt and blame they're carrying oh, yeah and we didn't even want to irritate it or to really bring out pain it was just about mm. where are you coming from what are you carrying what yeah. is your understanding around your body around your happiness your body your pleasure and all of them got to an understanding. They even don't admit it, but mm. it started way back when, when affection or intimacy or body, owning your own body and mm. the genitals, your period wasn't even discussed. Yeah. 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 Have there been any studies that link kind of sexual fulfillment to the attitude that women have to their periods? I've never, I haven't, I haven't seen it. I haven't mm. read it. Just but, an interesting but, idea. Yeah. But, but I mean, it's, it's, it's everything because remember you're, I mean, you, you mentioned something quite interesting in saying that Sometimes women have never even looked at their yeah. vagina. They, they, you know, they have, the brain is a funny thing because where there is no information or knowledge, it just fills it up with whatever it is, oh. whatever it is that sounds right. Which is normally a fear-based exactly. or limited so, idea. So yeah. exactly what you're saying that, you know, if I think if blood is coming out, maybe something is wrong, mm. then obviously I'm going to have negative Feelings towards mm. myself and what happens down there. Um, also, the, the ability to communicate what is okay and what isn't okay for for me as a woman is is, is always a big thing. Negotiating what happens, whether it's in the bedroom, um, what happens in a relationship, is always a difficult thing. Mm. I mean, why do we have so much gender based violence? You know, you, 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 it, it's that ability to negotiate. What goes and what doesn't go. So we don't get education we, we, for relationship. We don't. Absolutely no. not. And sex I mean, is a part of that. In the curriculum. Mm. And like you said, you know, when it comes to, uh, the professionals, it's, it's, it's unfortunate. It is so unfortunate because when you go to work, you, you go to render a service. Mm. You don't go there to, you know, to say, well, I believe in this or Be I judgmental. do this. And, mm. and, and more importantly, you know, when you touch on the specifically the termination of the pregnancies, a lot, in fact, not even, there isn't a woman, <clears throat> excuse me, that I've ever met that just goes, oh no, just cause I feel like it. Mm. There's always a story, a heartbreaking story mm. behind the difficult and just the difficulty of it. So for, for you as a professional not to have feeling and stand on this high standpoint that, you know, I don't mm. do, I don't do. It's actually, I believe it's very ignorant and we haven't even began to be Humans and understand what human rights are. Wow. Because it is at the bottom of it all, it's a human right to give somebody safe, uh, um, health, sexual and reproductive health is a human right. That's an amazing message. Wow. That really is beautiful and mm. powerful. Yeah. Let's, let's ask some questions that are just simple kind of practical questions that maybe some people never have access to, which is really interesting. Mm. Is it okay to have sex during a period? Yes, as long as both of you are okay with it. 
Yeah, I mean, it's messy. Yeah. And you're going to need either towels or know that you're going to have to wash yeah, sheets and things afterwards. Yeah. But it's okay. It's okay. And also remember, I mean, for the vast majority of women, it's not like there's waterfalls. Of <laughs> yeah, but this is what a lot of people think. And they often don't really know. It's, it's, so and, and, during a period, how much fluid actually is released by the body? More than 80 mil would say is too much. So, I mean, if you think of your, your, uh, so I got a bottle of water here that's 500 mils. That's way too much. So 10% of that, you know. Sure. 50 moles. Yeah, 50. Okay. 50 so in terms of During fluid, that's actually, period. yeah. So that's so actually not an enormous amount at all. Yeah, we all think, oh my God, there must be mm. a cup there. Yeah. <laughs> must be like, you I'm, know? Full, I'm filling a it's cup. It's not like a, you know, like a female ejaculation, <laughs> which is three, four hundred moles at a time. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Is it okay to have sex with a tampon in? It's probably going to be very uncomfortable and painful. But it's, but there's no reason that you shouldn't if you really wanted to. It's it's impractical. Okay. Because tampon goes right inside. That's exactly where and the penis expands. is supposed to go, and it expands. Mm. It's just going to cause a lot of pain. pain and, and there's a lot of fibers. Yeah. Tampon yeah. has yeah. fibers. They can leave some fibery mm. parts in. Mm. I did go to someone's house once and saw these funny things outside and asked what were they, and she was very environmentally conscious, and she was using uh, washable yes. sea sponge tampons. Oh, okay. <laughs> cool. It's like washable. Other things. Cups. Well, I wash my own cup, and yeah. it's also a little bit, you know, in the beginning, it was like, oh, why do I need to touch this? But it's comfortable. It's amazing. It's clean. Yeah. It's carrying with me. I don't need to spend money anymore. Mm. It it's works. really amazing. It's just a matter you. of. It's really yeah. a matter of understanding. Okay, it's just blood. It's just. It's blood. Just, mm. It's just a little bit of blood. And it's little, part of you. It's, yeah, owning it. It's a part of me. It's something yeah. healthy that my body's doing. Mm. That's the thing. It's healthy. You know, yeah. when I stopped getting my period because of a, a, a an abortion that I had was not very successful and there was a blockage, yeah. I was actually missing my period. It was, <laughs> it was like, yo, it's something that really cleans my body. And yeah, the gynecologist said, you know, your body still absorbs it and you still get clean in other ways. But then you understand, you're really, your period is something wonderful. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's just sometimes, you know, there's hormone issues, so it can be yes. painful. Mm. There's some girls that mm. really can't even walk, can't yeah. function, but yeah. that needs to be examined as well. Absolutely. So interesting thing is over the years, quite a lot of women that I've worked with who have had really painful and uncomfortable periods, not only physically, but also emotionally. Mm. Um, and when we've done certain tantric energy massage experiences, that's totally changed. Mm. So it just shows that it's possible in the body not yeah. everybody has to have those experiences yeah. another thing is the language that we use for periods because the word curse is still there Moon time. <coughs> well, denise so, yeah. wants to say I want something to say something yeah. um the word um taboo actually comes from um a very old polynesian uh, polynesian word called tapua Mm-hmm. And it actually means um, menstruation. Okay. <gasps> In po- <laughs> wow, I love words, maybe, and maybe. I never knew I mean, that. So, I mean, That's from really cool. So it's su- it's such an old word, mm. and already there, menstruation already was. Taboo. And so that's interesting because that's considered quite a free society in a lot of ways. Yes. And I, yeah. I want to think, Denise, with you, you know, you're a marketing expert. Think about a few thousands of years or before when the marketing experts sat and th- thought, okay, how can we make them scared? <laughs> let's tell them that this thing, blood coming out, we know it's cool, but let's tell them they should really protect because that's fruit. So think about the marketing around it. Well, the interesting thing comes in... I have a theory that says when we move from a kind of more matriarchal to a more patriarchal society, mm. the way of controlling society more than anything else came through f- suppressing female sexuality, yeah. Yeah. suppressing the goddess, suppressing fertility. Mm. So you kind of have to think before that or in more matriarchal societies, it's much more celebrated yeah. Um, yeah. and celebrated as, as a wonderful part of being human. Mm-hmm. And so much of it has come from this patriarchy mm. suppressing that and making it dirty in a way. Yeah. I mean, way back, you know, <coughs> a woman would not be allowed to touch certain things. Mm. Still, in the yeah, Jewish I mean, tradition, you're not allowed to touch yeah. your man. Um, I'm sure I'm going to get some backup 
over there, um, <laughs> the, the, the Jewish tradition, you're not allowed. It's, it's okay. They put it in a very beautiful way. It's about connection between you and your partner. You know, you have a few days of distance. Yeah, but, but they if you use look a lot at of it, exactly. Yeah. I mean, there's even things, instances there of, of, um, a rabbi having to check if it's okay for a woman to have sex with her husband if she's not sure. So she puts mm. a cloth inside her. So in Tantra, we use the word yoni for vagina. Mm. And a rabbi will decide if it's clean enough. Yeah, today it's a rabbi's wife do it most of the time. Well, it's, it's, yeah. it's still, it's like, this is my body. Yeah, it's not your responsibility. So I want us to start <laughs> policing Wet dreams, masturbation. Yes, because exactly. then, then, then it's fair. Yeah. Because, because it, it's like, why must I, why must it be so invasive? You know, why must Ooh, I be? That's put, a big one. You know, it, 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 it is because I mean, why ask any woman if they really feel like it's okay? Exactly. I Doubt mean, people it. struggle just to come and have, I mean, women struggle just to come and have a gynae exam. Mm. Yeah. That is for their own good, their own benefit, for their own health. They have decided on their own to come. And, you, you know, you have to be extra gentle and, and, and just understand that it's very vulnerable, vulnerable, vulnerable position. Yes. Mm. So I don't understand how we come to, to these. And I mean, you know, I don't understand a lot of things. Generational Because we fear female sexuality. We do. Why? Because we of the are power. the other half the power of, of the power of Yeah, because of the power that <laughs> it control. has. Control. And so many men know that they cannot match that. So I say it often in talks that a man's greatest fantasy is also his greatest fear, which is a sexually free woman. Yeah. Because a sexually free woman, there's nothing she will not do. The fear is that basically she's going to fuck you to death and ask for more. <laughs> because and then leave. Yeah, and then because, leave. <laughs> because the power of that is so enormous. And as men... Instead of learning to keep up with and, and help fulfill that, all that we've done is suppress it. An orgasm. Yeah. And <laughs> I'm writing an article that says just because you're having orgasms does not mean you are having fulfilling sex. Amen, brother. And <laughs> it just takes into account the fact that we've made orgasm the focus of everything. Yeah. Instead of intimacy, sensuality, Fun. pleasure, connection, exploration, yeah. um, and there was a conversation after Sexpo last year with some young guys who came. And one guy, very egotistical young man, says, oh, I know how to please women. <laughs> and I wrote an article about this. And I thought, so in his vast experience at age 20, 21, however vast his experience might have been. He majored with his, porn academy. Yeah. His <laughs> thing was he's been able to make or give women whoever he's been with orgasms. And that became his understanding of fulfilling a woman. I can satisfy a woman because I can make her come. And that's it. Sure. And she doesn't fake it, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a whole other story. And if a guy looks good or it's very exciting, we can climax quite easily in the beginning. And then, you know, when you, because things are, that are exciting, you Mm. can maybe climax even because your clitoris is very stimulated. Mm. But then when it gets to real loving sex or enjoying, that has nothing yeah. to do with it. Even the hottest yeah. guy will not be exciting exactly. anymore. After so what's weeks. been the focus of vagina vasti in terms of pleasure? Yeah. What, what's the place that it comes from? Um, or has pleasure been just, a part of it? It has been a part of it. Yeah. Um, we do cover um, that topic uh, in the videos. Um but it's more it's more education it's we've we've just started okay um and it's more about just getting to know using the right terminology uh, mm-hmm. we we encouraged as you said you know um we don't get to see what's down there so we encouraged um women to ha- take a mirror have mm-hmm. a look look what's down mm-hmm. there uh, you know just see it mm-hmm. in all its beauty yeah and uh, so this is still the very beginning uh, stages it's still the education as i said it's still learning exploring understanding um and as we get questions we try to answer um Denise, as best yeah. as we can and yeah. porn has not helped that at all because porn has kind of created yeah, this hasn't, hey? ideal vagina of what it should look like and everything else is kind of ugly. Miss and Vagina 2017. It, yeah, and I mean, these, <laughs> no, you know, you know these vaginal we, we, surgeries, these labioplasties mm. and things are horrendous. And I've had women who've come and see me who've had these operations and they've lost all sensation, sensation. through that. There's a fantastic woman called Betty Dodson who is still alive and teaching in her 80s. She might even be... 
Yeah, in her 80s. Betty's doing, been doing this education for years. And I saw one of her early workshops where it's a group of about six or eight women and they're all looking at the yonis and they take pictures and they paint um, paintings. Mm. And it is the most incredible and emotional journey. And it's such a beautiful, beautiful yeah. experience. And we do cover that topic as well. The, when we, do, when we uh, launched Vagina Varsity, we had these drawings of every possible mm. Image that it could look like And every And you know Just to say Everything is different It looks different Yours doesn't look like Anybody else's oh. And uh, just embrace it And love it And that's yours yeah. um, So we've covered um, um, A bit of it Let's just say Not everything it's There's still so much more important. To um, explore And to educate on um, And the second part Of our campaign The one that's running right now Which is Unembarrass your um, mm. Period that is around odor control. And again, you know, we do move, we have ads with flowers and dancing and <laughs> disco lights. <laughs> now we've got ads with ducklings and disco lights because oh, we just want to show how ridiculous it is when you, um, when you say things that are not, uh, it's not that when you don't use the correct terminology. Mm. Um, and that's what our, the latest campaign is about. It's about unembarrassing your mm. period and the fact that, you know, you have a sanitary towel on the whole day when you, when you have your period. Of course, you're going to have odor and it's a naturally, um, it's a natural phenomenon. It happens or to many people and that it's part of life. Mm, yeah. And um I remember I was twelve, I had this um magazine in Israel, it was Mariv Lenoir, it was like, you know, youngsters uh, magazine and the girls there had a very small white bikini and they were also extremely hot, which nobody looks like that. <laughs> especially not when you're twelve. And then they all said um it was OB. That was the the O dot B. That was the brand of tampons. And I just remember who I was twelve. Who Goes to the beach so happy on their first or second day because sometimes it leaks. It leaks. Yeah. White bikini. And we white bikini. And it was just like, I'll never be that girl. I was so sad. <laughs> and it, just it sad. makes you feel like less than yeah. what's wrong with me. Yeah. Than, <laughs> I don't have a cool period. You know, I even disown my own period. Yeah. It's shit. Yeah. It's shit. Uh-huh. You know, it's come up. I've really been thinking a lot about this this week is the amount of self-loathing that those ideas Yo. give us. Yeah. And can say that again so again. much of healing journeys of whatever life healing path you choose yeah. is about healing that. That <laughs> it's not loving ourselves, it's not valuing ourselves. Yeah. And so much of the media is really about creating self-loathing within us. Because yeah. yeah, then it's across because there's never enough. Then I have to be this and I have to have that and I have to do this. Yeah. And, and it's not okay saying, it's across just so to many be. categories. Yeah, everything. Hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely, it's you marketing people. You see, it's your lot. Okay, and my daughter, she's do, a copywriter. Doing the right thing. She's repenting. Yes. She's coming back. She's with us. They, she's trying to get us. Really? Yeah. I mean, part of the reason I did got involved. Did you events? Sorry, one of the reasons you got involved with with the, with the campaign was, you know, when you look at the spectrum, where I mean, Janti, you're already talking about pleasure, and mm. it's like, oh my gosh, you know. We all want to get there, but when you think of where we are, when you're starting with, you know, at, at a very young age, you, you, you're looking also at what is age appropriate, mm. Um, mm. and and then just like you're saying, the, the educational part of it, and part of the reason I, I mean, I literally just walked into the office and said, Denise. I'm a gynecologist. I want to get involved somehow, somewhere. Mm. I can't, Aww. I can't just do what I'm doing. The things that I get to see, mm. I, I need to partner with somebody that, that is already doing the work. So it, it, it's been an amazing journey. And I think the encouraging thing is, I think we're all seated here. We are doing our bit and saying, yeah. okay, moving in the, in the right direction. I was, I was distraught when I, when, when people would say, you know, I finally found my sexual freedom, my sexual, my my thing when mm. it comes to sex in my forties, mm. and I'm like, mm. what? Yeah. yeah, I get yeah. so much of that in in. Janti gets my all life. of that. <laughs> he gets all the women that only open up and when they're, they're forty five, fifty. Yeah. 
They're like, hey, life has more to offer. Where am I? Where yeah. am I? I'm not just a mother. I'm not just a wife. Yeah. I think yeah. something so, happens after you're 40. You just like, well, that's fuck where, it. I'm just going to be who I am. <laughs> but that's wonderful. You know, that's a time yeah. of, of, of that freedom because you've been through a certain amount. Yes. A lot of judgments, yeah. external judgments have fallen away. You realize you are never going to have the body of a 21-year-old again. And there's a level of acceptance in that and a level of freedom that comes with that. I never had my 21-year-old body when I was 21. <laughs> wow. <So> I've <laughs> always been chasing. <laughs> I had always a 35-year-old <laughs> I'm still yeah. chasing my 21-year-old. Yeah. Ah, you look really good. I think you're doing a very good job. Yeah. Where do people get information on these projects? First of all, we tweeted your website, yeah. mm-hmm. two websites, and your Twitter address and Facebook. Yes. So that's, that's a good start, but yeah. tell it also to the listeners yeah. in the podcast. So we can, you can go to www.unembarrassed.co.za or you can go to www.vaginavarsity.co.za. And if you want any more information on any of the products, it's www.libres, that's L-I-B-R-E-S-S-E, dot co.za. That's fantastic. So, I mean, one of, one of the wonderful things about sitting in the studio, and it struck me last week in the most amazing way, we were sitting here in Johannesburg. We were doing an interview with a Shibari practitioner in Thailand, Mm. We got messages from people in Ireland and in Switzerland. Oh, wow. And it's the most amazing thing. And sitting here now, we have a, a new listener from the UK. Oh. And it's just beautiful to be able to share all of this yeah. on the most yeah. amazing scale. So, guys are doing great. So, let's yeah. go back to Algolagnia. Any idea, yes. Mpumi, what Algolagnia is? I have no idea. <laughs> I'll be honest. What is it? Algolagnia. Well, yeah. No. <laughs> no. Tomorrow, you have to hear tomorrow's <laughs> I was just like, you know, when you don't know the answer, just say what you really like. So I just went for, hmm, I'm sorry, it might shock you a bit, but it was like, what about, is maybe it's a blowjob with maple syrup and ice cream. <laughs> I was like, maybe it's that. Why not? Should or maybe you know what? Now after I'm like female empowered, I'm like, why not? Is it somebody giving me oral pleasure with maple? Okay, we don't want maple. No, no, no sugar no there. Sugar. Yeah. But uh, we'll we'll do with some uh, just oral pleasure. So algolagnia is the love of pain during sex. Oh shit, it's really that's not for all our BDSM friends. Well, there unless you chew, that's algolagnia. Pain in general. I don't want pain during sex. Well, I'm everybody always thinking has their thing. We all like a little love. bit But we all like a little bit of pain Like even if it's just holding tight mm-hmm. Or you know there can be an element Little spank no okay, mm-hmm. Just me Okay. So just um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know a few other people here <laughs> You should have seen them Yeah I got spanked in the studio Monday night I'm doing a free talk on exceptional sex we Free so you there. don't have to pay and You all don't you have, have to take to your do, clothes off No you don't have to All you have to do is book because places are limited. It's beautiful. And that's, it's on, my, so that's on my Facebook page. Mm. Um, exceptional sex. So you can come and learn some of the principles, some of the ideas of how to have exceptional sex. Change your idea of the way that you have sex. That's really cool. Up next is Kasper and whoever else he has floating around out there, which is really cool. I have to tell you this very cool story. Kasper... When he arrived at the studio, we're having a chat, and he was listening to a an Afrikaans comedian talking about stuff, and this guy says, and the famous South African sex, whatever he called me, John T. Searle says, whatever, whatever, about the G-spot. <laughs> and I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. So we are getting uh, quoted on stand-up comedy. Yeah, it's amazing. That's pretty cool. Ladies, thank you very much. Thank this you. was really cool, and it's really important work. Yeah. Um, if I can add to this in any way, I would love to be involved Excellent. if... If I can, we have some big platforms, yeah. and that would be really cool. Thank you so thank much. You, so thank, thank you so you. much for having us. Yeah, and we wish you all so much pleasure. Cliffcentral.com.